Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Okay, this is Peter Mingles calling. I am riding solo one more time. Dawn will uh, be doing something with the family. She's going to be coming in maybe a little bit later on, but that's Dawn Wright, the brand. She's my co-host on The Dash Radio. We have a special guest today for you. Her name is Esther Kish. And uh, for those people that might be a little bit unfamiliar with The Dash, we started this radio show, which turned into a radio station, about the tail end of last year. It was on the thought of, hey, we have some ideas that are worth sharing, and we know a lot of people that are worth sharing them with, and there's so much stuff out there that's either positive or negative. We wanted to make sure that we handled our positive stuff, and when we were searching for a uh, how would you say a theme for our radio show because we wanted to brand it we collectively thought about the dash and the dash from my recollection is we want to add meaning to life and if you look at somebody's tombstone they have a start date they have a finish date and then everything in between is that little dash and like the poem or the piece of writing says very few people really know what that dash symbolizes. So we try to do everything we possibly can for anyone that's willing to listen to help enhance their lives. So we bring great guest speakers, and we've had a slew of them so far. We've had the Little Green Men people from serious documentaries. We've had authors. We've had people that do cool things as far as relationships, and we've had dating guys, and we've had, let's see, who else have we had? We've had uh, leading distributors, and we've had really great people, and today is a continuation of that. We have our special guest speaker who's got a niche market, and her name is Esther Kish, and if you're looking for her website, you can go to the dashradio.com and see her today, or you can also do that by going to her website, which is her name, with this exception, E-S-T-H-E-R-K-I-S-S. So the K-I-S-S looks like kiss, like a Hershey's kiss, but it's pronounced (laughs) kish, right? Is that right? Did I get it right? That's right. Yeah, I get a lot of jokes on my name, Peter. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) – my last name is Mingles. So you could just imagine, you know, my wife there was a little bit, yeah, my wife was a little bit reluctant. She uh she had to switch <laughs> over. But um it's it, I guess it's been an interesting thing. But anyway, so back to you. So the reason why I say you have a niche market is because you focus on selling a lot of high end things. Where some people, you know, they scratch around for the $50 sale or the $100 sale or the few hundred dollar sale. You've attracted and t- teach people a niche market where you can actually go find some of the higher end people. So I always like to, and oh, I love this about you. I think when I was reading your bio, I saw something about the actors, you know, like screen actor stuff. And mm-hmm. I love hearing I love hearing the stories behind how people kind of get started like that. And I always find that I form a better relationship with the person that I'm listening to when I find out more about them as a person. So can you share with us a little bit about Esther first, and then we'll get right into business. So tell us sure. about you. Well, I'm I'm someone who traveled around the world trying to find some meaning in her life. 
And uh, it really just happened because I always wanted to take advantage of the next opportunity if it seemed something that was really reasonable for me. So I was born in Hungary and really born and raised both in Hungary and Romania. And as I was uh, growing up, I lived all over Europe, so basically in six other countries before I moved to Los Angeles, where I currently wow. live right now. Which, which is and, like another country anyway, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Anywhere else. <laughs> sure. Hollywood land. Yep. <laughs> and so this, I, I think that this is something that really gave me an insight into how to deal with different people from different cultures and how they handle business. Because most of the time when I was traveling, it really was to start a new company or to go for studies somewhere. And I would have a real inside look at how do they approach business and how do they look at building something brand new. And it's so different from country to country. It's amazing. I would imagine that. I mean, just for... Yeah, I would imagine that. I grew up in New New York. And not that New York is a different country, but there are a lot of different ethnic areas. So you yeah. had, for, for lack of sounding prejudice, you had your Italians and your Jews and you had your, you know, your blacks and then you had your Latinos and you had your different segments. And I did, nego- I did see that they always negotiated slightly differently. So right. You experienced, <laughs> so you experienced it from wherever you were. So, exactly. so you, started with hung- you started with Hungary. Which other ones did you go to? Uh, Hungary, Romania, Malta, which is a tiny, tiny island just below Sicily. And uh, it's its own country, but a lot of people are not aware of it. It's, the language that they speak there is English and Maltese both. And it's a very touristy, tiny little island, beautiful, beautiful place. And then I also lived in Paris for, for a few months, almost a year. And then in Holland and Belgium for five years, I was traveling between the two constantly, almost every week. And then finally I moved over to Los Angeles how long have you been here on in the States? Oh, it's almost six years now. Oh, wow. Okay, good. All right. So yeah. you started and you on... mentioned acting before. That's actually why yes. I came here, right? <laughs> was it really? I that would be a good thing to do, you know, become a movie star just because that's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perception, right? Everybody goes there. That's the perception. Well, I you know I, yeah. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I've always I found recently you know that the gentleman who does the actors guild thing you know like on the YouTube movies or actually you put them on uh, television, and they play a lot mm-hmm. on the on the things and I love hearing the fascinating stories about actors, so I'm sure you have your own. <laughs> I do, I do. It's it's a very strange world. It's really different from any other kind of creative enterprise because you have to be so really, for lack of a better term, out of the box thinker to really go and find opportunities for yourself. And what I notice, especially these days when digital equipment and cameras and all that stuff is really, really low cost, that most actors are creating their own projects. It doesn't matter whether they are just starting out or they are at a higher level. They are trying to generate buzz around what they are doing by creating little YouTube or funny or die videos, anything that would get their name out there because that's actually something that counts when you're considered for a role in TV or film. They look at you know what is your reach, what is your cloud score, your Twitter followers, all that stuff. So uh, even as an actor, you have to be quite entrepreneurial. You know, that is so true. I was reading just in the newspaper, um, I, I think it was today, that happened sometime yesterday, 
that, uh, you know, the technology is constantly changing, and everybody's trying to figure out what the technology, and the stock market dipped like $200 billion for a few mm-hmm. minutes because somebody wrote a little Twitter thing. So, so somebody kind of manipulated a Twitter feed, and all of a sudden, you know, $200 billion in a few minutes to me seems yeah. like a lot of money, you know? It's like I haven't done too many $200 billion transactions in a, in a few minutes. So you take a look at the stock market being affected. You take a look at the SEC just recently allowed companies to tell their uh, stockholders different things through social media. You're talking about, like you just said, the um, you know actors and everybody's trying to reinvent themselves, and they're trying to reinvent themselves from everything from that big jumbotron to that two-inch screen they might have on their little cell phone and everything in between. So mm-hmm. it's it's a challenging time, so I would imagine. So let's talk a little bit about your business. So sh- jump in there, you know, so you started off several different countries. You're a talented person. You kind of figure out whatever happens wherever you go. You have great perspective. You come over here to the States, and then all of a sudden, how did you get started doing some of the coaching and everything else you're doing right now? Well, I do have an, quite an extensive background in business, and when I first moved here, I was going to an acting school for a couple of years to a full-time conservatory, so I knew that I had to find some kind of a job, preferably not waitering, not to really follow the stereotype. Right. So I figured the best way to make a living as an actor, when you have to be available during the day for auditions, you have to be across town sometimes in an hour or even half an hour, for me, the best way to do that would be because we are three hours behind New York is to trade stocks in the early morning. So I would get up at 5.30, 6 a.m. I would um, read the news and then trade stocks in day trading fashion for a couple of hours and then I was done. I was free during the day. So that went really well actually for a few years and then suddenly with the recession and everything it just plummeted and I was at a situation where I really had to make money very, very fast. And at this point, I had been already teaching Hungarian because that was just something very easy for me and and fun, but I wasn't doing it professionally. I never thought of it as a business. So I would have clients, you know, here and there. They would come cancel the last minute because they had something better to do. Whatever it was, it was never really a source of income. And so when I was facing a situation that I had to make money, I decided, okay, this is the time. I have the expertise. I can make this where I will have clients lining up to work with me. All I need to do is focus on the top 20% of the market, like going along really with Pareto's principle. Just go with the top 20%. And so I didn't have to suddenly have a whole bunch of clients lined up and be fully booked all day. But still, I was able to have about triple the market rate and be paid six months ahead of time in full. Wow. Holy cow. That's almost like a yeah. wish come true. Like people fantasize about that kind of a business model. <laughs> but wow. It, that's amazing. Really, it's just tapping into the need of the market and, and realizing that you don't have to be everything to everyone. In fact, you can't be. There is no way you will please everybody. So you might as well just go for people who really have a big need for what you have to offer or a big desire because really the need or the desire are the opposite ends of the same coin. So my clients in the beginning were people who, for example, were about to move to Hungary. They would A producer, for example, he would want to do a TV show there and he really had to have you know, basic communication skills, not necessarily to be able to read the fine printing contracts, but he had to be able to get around and command a crew and so on. And so for him, it was very important to get results fast. 
and I knew that I could deliver that to him. So those were the kind of things where you really tap into the needs of the individual and understand why are they coming to you for help. Are they are you able to help them? And if you can, then you you're in a good position. And you did this in, we're going to take a break in a second, though, but you did this in what sure. kind of a capacity, like as a consultant? Like, for instance, maybe on the other side of the commercial, you come back and tell us about what you did specifically, because there's a lot of people on the phone that are kind of reinventing themselves now, and they're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out either in home-based businesses or uh, distributors and affiliates and stuff like that. And it sounds like you really created a, for lack of a better expression, you created a career or a job for yourself that didn't exist previously, and then you started from the beginning, like you manufacture your own product. You started from yes. the beginning, and you have something at the end, and you have a fantastic business model. So we are listening to Esther Kish. Esther and I are going to come back after Axel spins some records. So Axel, give it a whirl. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur... You know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the dash radio show with hosts Don Wright to and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in to follow our every move. Here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the dash radio show.com text dash to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show we are back to the dash radio show this is peter mingles co-hosting with dawn right oliveris and she's going to be coming home i think i think i think just pretty soon i think she just texted me um to tell me that she's just about around home so we're going to be uh, having a dawn join us just in a little bit but we are here with our guest speaker Esther Kish, and her website is her name, but you got to make make sure you spell her name the right way. It's K I S S, so it's Esther E S T H E R K I S S dot com, and she is our special guest speaker tonight. And we're just finding out a little bit more about her background. For those people that might just be tuning in, she's a great young gal. She's been around. Uh, Europe and many places, and um, Paris is one of them, and Malta is another, and Romania, and then eventually traveled to like the weirdest place on earth, Los Angeles, and decided that she <laughs> wanted to be like an actress. There's a lot of drama, I know, in LA. I there mean, that drama, that's just the drama button is just on high <laughs> all the time. And then you decided that you want to do a little day trading to be able to make sure that ends meet, and then you decided, and here we go now to manufacture your own product, which was stuff like consulting. So mm-hmm. let, me use, let me use an example. I just got off the phone a little bit early, a few hours ago, with a gentleman who had a regular job for 20-some-odd years, and they walked in on a Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock and said, hang up the phone, we're done. And they fired 300 people in a telemarketing center on a Friday afternoon with no notice. He is now having to invent himself. 
he went from, you know, a nice considerable income to now all of a sudden have the world open to him because he lives here in the United States and there's a lot of things that are available for people. But having to make all these choices, you carved out a niche and your niche is obviously doing well for you and you have an ex- extremely wonderful business model. Most people would be very, including myself, by the way, very envious for the <laughs> business model that you have. So share with us how you got that whole thing started and what you do. Okay, so um, really it started with teaching Hungarian where there was no choice. I just had to suddenly make money. That's the situation I woke up to basically one morning. And um, to be able to focus on the top 20% of your market so that you can package yourself in a way that it's not only high-end, but it really speaks to your ideal client's needs. And what it really takes is really understanding what that person wants to achieve. They have to be able to communicate it to you because otherwise you're just trying to sell your stuff. So the way to do this is to put yourself really in their shoes and understand what is it that is really keeping them up at night. So for example, if you had an area of expertise, something that really gets results for people, like let's say you are a weight loss coach, right, and or a nutritionist, and you can show me how to lose 20 pounds in the next two months. Now, I hear that. I really can identify with losing 20 pounds in the next two months. That's very specific. If you tell me something like, well, I will teach you healthy eating habits or, you know, something kind of uh, preventing heart disease, those are all true and they are all benefits of what you could be providing to me. But what I care about right now is this extra pounds that I want to get rid of. Where it really starts is understanding what you have to offer, that it gets results for people, and how does it fit in with their biggest need or with their biggest desire. So, for instance, some of your specific customers, the gentleman from Hungary who was doing whatever he was doing with the production stuff, how did you find him? How did you find them? Did you find them like they're all over the place, Peter, or did you find them like you had to go out there and look for them, or did you meet them maybe in social settings or referrals, or how did you find some of your clients? It all started with referrals, absolutely by referrals. And I I just wrote everybody I know an email, or if I'm closer to them, I would give them a call, and I would tell them that, hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you know anybody who wants to learn Hungarian? This is what I can do. And, of course, it's kind of an odd request out of the blue. But there are people who said, oh, yeah, my cousin or my whoever, and they would send me people. It was just you wouldn't imagine people really come out of the woodworks when they know what you have to offer. They really want to help. And what what is really important, though, is that you have to be so clear on what it is that you have to offer. So, for example, if you're some kind of a business consultant, you have to be as specific as, well, I can teach you how to get 3,000 um, followers on Twitter, let's say if you're a st- social media strategist. Something very, very result-focused. So then as soon as they hear Twitter, next time around, the conversation, oh, I know the Twitter guy. Let me refer you to him. So you asked a lot of people. You let yourself know. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're, you're a nice person. You're a good person. You're a trustworthy person. So your reputation helped you get the referrals. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you know, they started coming out of the woodwork from maybe even odd places just by asking. So you yes. couldn't have just asked, like, one person. You probably asked continuously. And Absolutely. You probably so tell us about that, because there's a lot of people, you know, they don't understand selling, and um, and in the process of that, they think that, you know, like I asked one person and I did my work today, 
and they don't realize, no, 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 no. Like, you've got to do it, like, often. It's like a lifestyle. It's not just something you do once today. It's something you <laughs> live. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I have here something in front of me right now that I actually printed out, and it's a quote from Leonardo da Vinci because he had so many inventions. In addition to his art, he contributed so much to science and discoveries, and he created a lot of actually working stuff, uh, machinery. And this is what he said: that life is pretty simple. You do some stuff, most fails. Some works. Now you do more of what works, and if it works big, others will quickly copy it. Then you do something else, and the trick is the doing something else. Very nice. And because even really we're – go ahead. No, 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 you go first. It's just that I, what I noticed a lot, especially in the consulting and coaching industry, is that people are trying to do stuff because they are told that these are the things that you must do in order to get out there. So they are trying to do everything at once. They are trying to blog and do a thousand YouTube videos and maybe Google video AdWords and Facebook ads, and they're having their own little Facebook groups and like all kinds of stuff online and at the same and working towards likes and social following and stuff that is not directly re- related to having an ROI, a return on your investment. So when I start working with somebody, I ask them exactly what is it that they're looking to achieve, what is it that they've been doing so far, and what are the results from those things. And if they don't know what it is, or it's very little, then we drop those activities. Like, you know, getting 500 likes for your Facebook page is very nice, but it's not related in any way most of the time to to your bottom line. And when you're getting started, especially if it's a situation that you mentioned where somebody was just laid off, the number one thing that you have to focus on is how do I get money in, in this business? What is the expertise that I can offer? How can I communicate it clearly that my offer is compelling? It speaks to the highest need of my market and then market it first in a grassroots way and then you can scale it up. Once you have your sales process in place and you know your conversion, then you can go big time and spend money on advertising and all the other stuff. Now you brought up some things that a, a lot of our uh, customers, including myself, have probably um, been misguided and or misdirected, especially relative to things that are kind of new. So for instance, mm-hmm. when... Um, social networking first came out. My background was in sales, so I was very mm-hmm. prejudiced towards the style of selling that I was successful at. You know, you bring your head with you. So in direct sales, it was always face-to-face, belly-to-belly. You're really not working unless you're in front of somebody telling your story. Everything else didn't count. It was all preliminary work, and that's what we did. And then when the Internet came out, you know, people wanted me to sit behind a keyboard looking at an electronic screen glowing in the dark eventually. And I said, this isn't where my business is sold. My business is sold through a personal demonstration. Now, I knew that having a lopsided view probably wasn't very smart, so I had to learn the technology. But one of the things that I witnessed, because I came from my prejudiced background relative to direct sales, is Mm -hmm. a lot of new people, they get sucked into whatever sounds good. Oh, send out a bazillion emails. You'll make money while you sleep. Or worse than that, Worse than that, what I call the false prophets. 
false prophets are those people that probably know a little bit more than you do or a lot more than you do, but they're those Internet gurus who really just, they sell paper bags full of air and just buy my course, buy my course, I'll show you how to get there. And then when you get there, what do they teach you to do? Meaningless activities like sell their course. (laughs) So I looked at a lot of the gurus that were out there and was really dismayed Plus, I had lost some money, obviously, and I tried to do some different things with technology. So what I found was, as a consumer, the worst consumer in the world is a guy or a gal with limits on their credit card that were available and a con man kind of a guru. So would you agree with me kind of like it's a slippery slope out there? Who do you listen to and then who do you give your money to? Many times there's a lot of people out there just because they sound like they know more than you. You can give them your money, but you can also probably not get the value for your dollars. Did you experience any of that? Yeah, did you experience any of that? Well, not quite in that drastic terms, but I have. I I certainly bought my fair share of info products here. I'm just looking at my shelf here. It's tens of thousands of dollars invested in this. And seriously, all these things are sometimes very, very good things, but they're advanced tools, and they will not help you when you're just getting started. Like, for example, you might buy a course on how to uh, do your signature speech, right, because you understand that you need to get out in front of people to get clients, so you prepare this speech. But then the product is designed in such a way that you have everything, what you're supposed to know, except for feedback, obviously, because it's only information. You don't get actual feedback from the person who could help you. But, okay, let's just say you you are a very good person. You follow the instructions, do your speech. But then this particular product will not give you the tips on how to get speaking gigs. So there is always a little bit of a gap, and then you always feel like, well, that's the one thing that I still need to buy. Oh, and if you buy both today, then you're going to get 20% off, right? Mm -hmm. So in this way, you can really be so distracted for years and years, and it breaks my heart when I see people doing that instead of having a solid foundation for their business, and it just plain comes back to having conversations with people. See, you know, you have to get your uh, sales conversion down to one in four, one in five, so that you can schedule your time. And you know that if I need 10 clients this month or whatever, then that's times five how many people I need to get in front of. Right, exactly. Okay, so it sounds like as a coach, you would help someone refine their thought process, separate uh, pleasing but maybe meaningless activities from stuff that really gets results. Absolutely. we're going to come back in just a few seconds. I don't know if Axel is still around because I don't see him on Skype yet, but uh, we're going to come back in just a few seconds after we do our little commercial break. Let's talk about some of the common things that you might be coaching a client on as far as what are some of the things that you might be doing that might be just you know spinning your wheels or might be pleasing activities and you're avoiding doing the tough stuff versus the stuff that's really going to give you the results that you're looking for. So if Axel is around, I think it's just about time to him to spin some records. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, 
Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. All righty. This is Peter Mingles co-hosting this with uh, Dawn Wright the Brants. She might be on our call. She might not be. She's still kind of traveling back from home. And we have a special guest speaker, um, Esther Kish. But if you're looking for her website, you want to do Esther, as in E-S-T-H-E-R-K-I-S-S dot com. So pronounce Kish, but spelt the fun way, K-I-S-S. So <laughs> Esther. <laughs> I never heard that. I get a lot of jokes, but not that. <laughs> but it's spelled the fun oh. way. So, anyway, so, so, we're gonna, so we're talking a little bit about, you know, when you're coaching people, and I know that you have a niche market of maybe a higher-end calibered person. So as we start to go through this, you can blend in that portion as well. And I'll just kind of throw the punchline in there. As a salesperson myself and having trained salespeople, um, I learned that many times it takes just about as much time to make a $50 sale as it does a $5,000 sale. And sometimes the $50 sale keeps bothering you. The $5,000 yeah. sale, he just uses the product and does what he's supposed to do and it works for them. So talk, <laughs> <us> about, <laughs> so, so talk to us about the coaching stuff and inevitably let's blend somewhere in that the idea of you have to watch out where you spend your time. Yes, yes. So um, you mentioned you were alluding to the fact that I work with high-end clients. It's not so much that they are high-end as in you know necessarily being part of a country club or anything like that, although it may be sometimes the case. It's more about looking uh, working with entrepreneurs who have a very specific area of expertise where they can get tangible results for their people. So usually it's coaches, it's uh, business consultant strategists, it's, co- it's uh, people who can help you lose weight, nutritionists. What, usually what this model, who this model works for, is people who have a special area of expertise in one of these three categories, either health or relationships or money. So it could be something like you're a natural healer, an integrative doctor, somebody who coaches people on how to find the love of their lives. Uh, maybe you're a specialist in conflict resolution at home or in the business, uh, in the office. Somebody you might be who is helping people with grief counseling. Uh, you might be in marketing or PR or helping people start a business, sales advice, finding your life purpose. It could be a variety of things as long as you can tie it to one of these three essential cornerstones of where we really spend all of us most of our money on. And so that is health, those, relationships, yeah, health, and money. Health, relationships, and money. Got it. Okay. And also mm-hmm. I heard a common theme of most of your clients have something that they can apply what you teach to their profession that could translate it back into more cash than they ever pay you. Exactly. So it has to be something very, very tangible, either that it translates to money in their client's business or something long-lasting and transformative in their lives. For example, recovering from uh, diabetes or pre-diabetes situation, or anything that really would have have an effect on your personal life, like your health or your relationships. 
So just for those people listening in, you know, if somebody pays you 3000 or 12000 or whatever the thing might be for whatever time frame, what you found was the niche was that they weren't just paying you for the services always personally, but many times they had some business or some way of, I'm going to use a slang word, like cashing in, or they had some way of applying the stuff that they could translate in their business and then be able to recoup the money that they spent. So just as a business decision, if I spent $3,000 with you, but I could use it in my business to take my business from 40000 a month to 50000 a month, it would be ex- it would be worth the extra three grand. Because, Precisely. You know, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer at that point. So your niche many times had to be with entrepreneurs that had active businesses that they could probably relate it to or maybe late, maybe related to the health stuff, something that they would be able to use that would make a very big impact on their life, which you couldn't always put a tangible dollar amount on. On, on their clients. So I'm, I'm working typically with experts who have some kind of an advice-based business and they okay. have clients themselves. Like, for instance, let's say you were my client and you're a sales trainer, but you don't know how to get people who who want to take your course. So I would teach you how to do that. Got it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so, like, how do you find these people? And what are some of the obstacles you find these people in? Because I could just imagine that if you were an outside person calling me and said, hey, this is what I do, I might say, no, I'm okay right now. You probably have a standard uh, a standard. Yeah reply of the typical excuse, you know? They're probably like, oh, he's one of those. They're probably not a million of them, but they're probably kind of similar. No, no thanks, we're doing fine. You know, the the, 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 the stuff that people say when they're not necessarily telling you the truth. Or no, 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 exactly. we're fine. And, you know, they are you know they yeah. don't know who you are, what your motivation is. So how do you break that, or how do you get into that niche? Well, well you really can compare it sort of to dating. You don't want to be running after your clients or your prospects. You want them to chase after you. Mm-hmm. And to, to turn this around, it's not just playing hard to get or anything like that, but really positioning yourself in a way that even though in the very beginning you start with your grassroots marketing, still I would not recommend cold calling because uh-huh. it's just it doesn't position you right. How how who you know maybe the vacuum cleaner guys in the old days used to do that, but you know when I, I, yeah, I, I was in. How do you work? <laughs> I was in, yeah. Did you get a lot of doors slammed in I, your face? You know what? I was—I hate to say it—I was good at what I did. So we could teach people how to sell just about anybody. Yeah, and oh, I think we have good. Dawn coming in. I think I pushed the live button. So Dawn, I can, I can hear you now. I've been sitting here talking to you guys for 15 minutes. Nobody's listening to me. Well, I'm, I'm, so tied up with Esther. I'm so tied up with Esther over here. I'm not even looking at She's our screen. Like, why would I look at the screen? I know. So, I, I even wrote to her and said I wanted one of these diagnoses. Diagnosis. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so my yeah, my background, stuff. Esther. Yeah, my background, Esther, is I broke my mom's heart by not becoming a medical doctor, and I decided to take a job as a manager trainee with a company that, oddly enough, sold vacuums. And a lot of people told me <laughs> right. that I would never be able to do it, and a lot of people told me a lot of things. And I just said, you know what? I think I'm going to give it a try. And I did, and eventually I ran a lot of offices. So when it came to the knocking on the doors thing, that's the sort of stuff that I would teach anybody how to do that was interested in learning. But it was a tough way to make a living, let me tell you. So it was a tough way to yeah. make a living. 
but if you can make a living doing it that way, you could probably do a lot of other things as well. So, I, you know, I, my background was in the going through the, the psychological reasons why people don't want to knock on doors and the challenges and, the, you know, the sales that didn't go through and the ones that made it and all the types of things that you have to deal with. And most of the people listening in will never do the stuff that I did, will never have a chance to work with any of the, you know, the people that I did. But i got to share with you this. They were, and I probably never would have done it if it wasn't for a coach or two in my life that made the difference early on. And that's where I come back to the coaching part about, you know, if I had to pay those people, even if, even though I didn't have any money back then as a college student, everything that I would have paid them would have been worth every penny that they would have asked. So that's the importance many times of a good coach because those people that I no longer work with right now, I remember the lessons that they taught me you know, 25 or 28 years later. So that's the importance, I think, of a good coach. So, um, so I, I'm, I I'm so all glad you brought that up, Peter. I'm so glad you brought that up because I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and she's a coach, and she asked me how to get high-paying clients. She heard about me from somewhere. And um, she told me that she actually invested over the years over $80,000 in her coaching which is really exceptional. I, I never really met anybody who could who invested quite that much. And at the same time, she was not receiving the results that she uh, she wants. And not to say that everybody is wrong and I'm right, but just you really have to be careful and pick your people that you want to work with very carefully. Look at their track record, how long they have been in business, or whatever way. See how you can connect with them because if you don't like doing what they're teaching you, let's say if it's a specialist in cold calling and you don't want to do that, then don't work with that person just because they promise that you can triple your income or anything like that. You really right. have to be choosy as a client. Who do you want right. to work with and as a coach as well? The right coach will change your life. The right one. Yes. Uh, and I'll just mm-hmm. use my little example. I had um, a gentleman named Joe Calderi who was my manager that hired me. So he wasn't really my coach, but he was my manager. And I worked with Joe for about 60 days. And the working with Joe for about 60 days was really just seeing him do a morning meeting um, five days a week and maybe an afternoon clinic and maybe a conversation here or there. But those first 60 days, I still refer back to, and that was when I was 22 and I'm over 50 now, so those first 60 days positioned in my career at the right time. And then there was another gentleman named Joe, another gentleman named Ronnie, and that was it. I mean, the lessons that I learned from them early on, I use and apply every single day. Now, I also worked with that same company for 11, diff- 11 more years, and I never met anyone that taught me as much as those gentlemen did. So I had the right ones or the wrong ones, but the right ones could really make a very big and huge difference. So when you gravitate towards someone and they actually listen to the stuff that you say, Esther, you literally can be changing their life. I mean, changing the course of whatever yeah. they might be doing. So wonderful. Okay, Dawn, yeah. so I hogged, I, Dawn, I hogged most of this conversation, so I will let you ask Esther any questions. She is a great and very valuable guest, so give it a whirl if you want to. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I, because I'm coming in and I was running from the car and, and all of that kind of stuff, I, I just have been really enjoying listening because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't feel worthy 
of high-paying clientele. They feel intimidated. It's it's the same thing as when somebody is um, afraid to ask for the check, afraid to go ahead and value themselves financially in a space that would actually allow them to cover their own expenses and work their own business. You know, there's there's just a whole lot of um, worthiness issue out there, Esther. And, you know, how do you support the person who's out there afraid to ask for $350 an hour for their consulting, afraid to go ahead and value themselves in that higher-end space because, you know, I really think it becomes it's, – it's about worthiness. It's about true valuing of oneself in, in the space that they're in. I mean, some people aren't worth that kind of money, you know, but the mm-hmm. people who, who are that truly are afraid to ask for that kind of money – and how do you how do you coach them through that space? Well, usually people who come to me already have an idea that they know that this this is not an issue, or even if it is, they just want to make the leap and they need more of a tactical guidance. Gotcha. But just to answer your question, I mean, you really bottom line is you got to get over that because you're doing a disservice to those people whose lives you could be changing. If what you have to offer is a real valuable service, then you just have to put that value on it. Like imagine if you're a heart surgeon, right? You are changing literally, you are changing and saving people's lives. Those people are not afraid to ask for $100,000 for a surgery. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And and that's the place truly that you have to come from from this mindset from. Like for example, if you're able to help someone resolve the conflict between husband and wife, let's say you're some kind of a counselor, or let's say you're a raw raw food specialist, a nutritionist, or somebody who can teach me how to eat better. It's not just that you will tell me how to buy organic food. My entire life will change from that if I follow your advice. Because not only will I have more energy long term, I will not have to go through probably through cancer treatment or whatever you might have with processed food down the line. Mm-hmm. I will have more energy. I will have a better overall balance in my life just because I'm able to have a better stamina, spend more time with my kids, with my friends. I will lose some weight so I'll be maybe more confident going out in social situations. There is so many things that that one raw food coaching will bring to that person's life. You have to come from the mindset of what is it that I'm really giving. And one way to really realize that, let's say if you've been in business before at a lower uh, rate, you were charging $300, let's say, an hour, um, ask your clients, your current and your past clients, because you think that this is what I'm giving them, but their perception may be very, very different. It could be Mm -hmm. that, well, my, my skin cleared up from this food. I had acne before, and now I don't have it anymore. That's very different than me thinking, well, you will not have diabetes. Right. Right. So so just really ask your clients that, that came before, what kind of financial value on, a, on an hourly basis did you receive from me? Well, no, more like what is the specifics of what you received from working from me? What are the specific results? And don't let them get off really easy that, well, I feel more confident. What -hmm. are the specific things? Oh, well, I go out on more dates. Ah, there is something. (laughs) That's valuable for sure. (laughs) 
Well, I completely I I understand and and I think that it's a it's a really brilliant space that you operate in and I'm I'm very interested in in getting into the nitty-gritty details personally. You know, I was looking through your site and uh, just listening to you and I think that I mean for myself personally, you know, I've reached that space where, you know, I I I could do the same thing that I've always been doing but I'd like to go ahead and step up my game as well. So I think that um, having a coach in that bridge space is a really important thing for every professional. And I know for myself personally, I have always had coaches, you know, ever since I found out that I was, and I have been a coach to many, you know, but ever since I found out that there was such a thing as a coach that could take me from where I am to the next place I want to be, I've had one, and every mm-hmm. single one of my coaches have been of amazing value to me. And I think that, you know, most uh, most of the professionals that I know have found true value in, in coaches, and you just have to find the right one for the right place and the right time that, that you're in, and, and you sound to be very specific in the space that yeah. you coach people. That's that's usually a pretty good sign as well. Are they trying to chase you down when you're choosing a coach, or do you really have to prove yourself when you're looking to work with them? Are they taking you through a whole application process? It's really important because that way you know that you will not be dumped in a group, let's say, especially if it's group coaching, mm-hmm. with a bunch of people who have very different standards than you and maybe all the time will be taken by questions that are not at your level. Right. Absolutely. I think it's about that time Axel starts spinning some stuff oh, so we can come back with our interview. Okay. Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And we are back with Esther Kish, and you guys go check her out over at www.esterkiss.com. Make sure you go ahead and show her some love and sign up for her for her newsletter and, and plug in, because this lady is someone you can clearly learn an awful lot from. That's and I like have a tendency month. to think she's going to hold your feet to the fire. Like, uh-huh. don't sign up for her unless you're willing to go to work. Now, let's That's talk about so coaching. True. Yep. <laughs> I could see it right now. Um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Now, Esther, you know, when we're talking about stuff as far as, like, um, asking for a certain price, one of the things that we may not have just said, but it was almost implied, is you also have to be worth it. You have to have walked the walk, talked the talk, done the deal, you can't charge a hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars for heart surgery just because you read a couple of books about heart surgery, if you know what I mean. And yeah. it's kind of like you have to have the value there. Then you wouldn't be afraid of the price. 
so for those people that are doing the coaching thing, you know, obviously it sounds like you've walked the walk, talked the talk, and do the types of things that really do make a big difference. So someone really does get a true return on their investment, many-fold, where they can look at, okay, this is what I paid her, but look at what happened as a result of that, and then there's never a question later on whether it was worth it for them, regardless of whatever price you might have charged them. Yeah, and I think it also depends on what you're looking to do, because if you, let's say, you come and apply to work with me, but you're still thinking that you will be making your uh, money selling info products or eBooks on Kindle or anything like that, I honestly, I can't help you with that. I have no idea how to do it. So um, just being very focused on whether this is something that fits into the lifestyle that you're looking to create for yourself. Do I want to work with clients, whether one-on-one or in group, but is that what I want to do, or do I want to hide behind my computer and do a bunch of affiliate stuff? It's very, very different. Right, exactly. Okay, now one of the things that we spoke about just before we came on is I asked you if you, ha- if you work out of an office you like to do stuff from home. We have found mm-hmm. that the overwhelming number of people that are guests on our show, they like to do things where they are actually able to work from home. And I've been a home-based business evangelist for the last 16 years. I've worked direct sales in other people's homes, and I get a chance to do a lot of stuff uh, at my home. And I know Dawn, same thing, has basically, you know, she's got a whole home office. And she takes a little bit crazy. She puts, like, federal state regulations on her, on her wall. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Wanda. <laughs> She's the Yeah, like she puts like you know like workman's comp stuff on her walls. That was like Wanda. I'm totally <laughs> telling Wanda you did this and made fun of her. <laughs> I have, I, you know me better than that, Peter. You know that wasn't me. <laughs> but, but most of us get a chance to really write our own schedules. And that doesn't mean, like, only work part-time, but that usually means you, like, work your tail off and all that sort of stuff, but you get a chance to do things on your terms. So how is that different than maybe if you were doing something else, and how do you like it much better? I like it because it's so flexible, exactly, because I have my five, six things that I know need to get done today, and but if I have, some like, an appointment that, you know, I like to live what I call off-peak, So, for instance, if I have my personal appointments, I will not go on Friday afternoons in a hairdresser because that's the busiest time. So I enjoy being able to do it on Wednesday because I know that I can make up for that time that I would have missed from an office if I was there any time I want to. If I want, it's at 1 a.m. It doesn't matter as long as it's done according to the promotional schedule that I'm following. So you get a chance really to live your dream career on your terms, and lots of people probably say, I wish I could do what you do. So I, I know, like, for instance, for the stuff that we do many times, like Dawn, especially with you and your and your stuff, a lot of people say, oh, I would love your lifestyle. I would love your mm-hmm. lifestyle. I mean, she just said, you know, vibrant and dynamic, and she has her own schedule, and you know she works her tail off, and she loves what she does, but she gets a chance to do it on her terms, and that's very attractive. Well, Give us the little rah-rah speech for those people that might be wondering, oh, maybe just Esther can do that stuff, or maybe just Dawn, or maybe some other people. What can you help us with relative to the people listening in and give them a little rah-rah motivation of, like, you know, take the shot. You know, take your chance. There's going to be some good times, some bad times, and some other stuff. 
So give us a little motivational speech about all those people that are probably afraid to steal second base when they still have their first or they still have their foot on first, using a baseball analogy. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch baseball, but I will try this. So, I don't baseball, right? you got to go to second base and you got to steal the second base. Like, you know, okay. so you got to take a chance. You might get thrown out, but you got to take a chance. Absolutely. I mean, if if you are thrown into a situation where you lost your job, then you really have no choice. You can be looking for a job for a while, and at the same time, you can start something of your own and see which one pick up, picks up first. And you could do that, or you really go full-fledged and then go into this entrepreneurial lifestyle. Now, if you have something like a one-person show, um, where you don't need a whole lot of materials because it's not manufacturing. It's some kind of a consulting or advice-based business. Or Even I know, in fact, floral designers and jewelers who work from home. If you can do that in your home space, then really a business office is not justified until you are very, very profitable. Because you will spend thousands of dollars, well, depending on where you live, you will spend thousands of dollars a month in rent on an office space. And I don't see why you would do that and just work to keep the space when you could actually be much more comfortable working from home. Now, how about the idea of courage and perseverance? Because I heard that from you relative to, you know, moving to different countries, trying Mm -hmm. real hard. You know, the perseverance of, hey, you know, every once in a while you have your back against the wall and you did what you had to do, you know, whatever it takes kind of a person. How about that? Did you surprise yourself sometimes even with how things worked out and keeping the faith with the plan and then having things kind of fall into place? Well, I I guess I know that failure is always part of the journey, and realizing that is the most important thing so that you don't get discouraged when when something doesn't go right because you know what it is that you're ultimately working towards. And so, of course, sometimes people will not want your stuff or sometimes people will just say, well, that doesn't work, and and it doesn't. And so then you go and find another way or you seek out advice to see how you could make it work for yourself. But you have to not give up on yourself because, really, what are the alternatives? Do you go back to an office? or I, I don't even know what I would do. I would be dying if I had to be somewhere sitting in a, you know, accountant's <laughs> office or something. And, and that's a common theme. Yeah, that's a common theme. Could you ever go back to, like, for instance, I know you could because you probably, as a coach, you could be a loyal, a loyal student for someone else if you wanted to be. But could you ever, like, could you ever go back to, like, a regular job once you've been kind of out on your own? I don't think I could fit into that, and I'm a really naughty person. <laughs> Just recently <laughs> I, I called up a, a job advertisement where they were advertising for a sales job, and we were talking about, you know, how to look into the person's needs when you're trying to sell something. So this was one of these things where you have to sell auto warranties, extended warranties for cars, and you get minimum wage plus commission. And so I called up the guy, and, of course, there was nothing in sales on my resume. I just sent some dumbed-down version. And he's like, okay, so why do you think you would be good for this job? And I'm like, well, I really don't know enough about it to really know whether it's the right fit. And I had him sell the job for me. It's just really a mindset thing, I think, coming from a place of, um, I can do this. There is no mystery in how to make money. It's just 
a very straightforward and logical process. And I know you were asking earlier about specific steps on how to get hired clients. And I just want to really quickly go through it, if that's okay, so yes, we can please. give something tangible to our listeners here. So number one is really don't listen to you know all the crowded noise online. Just listen to yourself. What do you want? Okay, you have your expertise. Number one is create a compelling offer. Really put, in, put yourself in the shoes of your ideal client and see what their highest needs are and what is their pain or their desire. And it's not about crafting a perfect tagline or anything like that. It's just really having a heart-to-heart conversation when the situation comes up with somebody who could potentially buy from you. Number two, after you have your compelling offer, is reevaluate your and refine your sales process. So you need to get your numbers down where it's really consistent and predictable. You sell, say, one in four, one in five, maybe one in seven if it's a presentation or, a, you know, like people maybe hear me right now talking. They are strangers to me. They don't have a, a relationship with me, so maybe it will not be exactly one in four. But you have to know so that you can schedule your time for the next couple of weeks, for the next couple of months, that you know how many sales you will need to make to keep consistent with your income goals. Number three is to position yourself as a true leader. And that doesn't mean having 30,000 Facebook followers or Twitter followers. It's really coming from a place of confidence of knowing that what you have to offer actually works. And it has to work. I mean, you have to be worth the money. Otherwise, you will not be in business for very long, that's for sure. So position yourself as a true leader. And then number four is get started with your grassroots marketing. Call every single person that you really know or email them and tell them this is what I'm up to. I can offer you this, or if you refer me someone, this is what I can, you know, motivate them in some way. When I work with my clients, I give them, in fact, a script that they can adjust to their needs, but that's something that is very easy to set in place so that you have referrals to you right away. And then once you have your first few clients and you have your sales conversion consistent, then you can think of really scaling up your promotions and doing media interviews or webinars or speaking on stages or, you know, doing little get-togethers in your living room, whatever is applicable to your business on a larger scale once you have your solid, solid foundation down. Perfect. Great information. Great information. Dawn, anything else you want to ask Esther? No, I mean, we have to wrap it up, but the hour flew yep. by. And I have a million things I'm going to ask Esther when, we, when she calls me. But, uh. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and regarding that, I would love to uh, just mention here, if any uh, of your listeners are interested in learning how to identify this groovy zone, what I call groovy zone, <laughs> for their specific market, which is an offer between three to $12,000, depending on, on your market and who you are, um, I'm currently setting aside a few hours this month for people who want to help have help with that, how to actually see how it might work for their own specific business. And the way to reach out to me in that is to go to my website, estherkiss.com forward slash apply, estherkiss.com forward slash apply. And then there will be some kind of a little questions you fill out the answers to, and we can get in touch and see if there is anything in your market that you could actually do. And there is no charge for this. This is absolutely my gift to your audience. That's Thank awesome. You Thank you yeah, so that's much. Perfect. 
and I got to share with you, when you find the right person, it could really change your life. So, Esther, I know you're mm-hmm. the right person for a lot of people. So, Thank I, you. Dawn, I'll let, you, I'll let you wrap it up since you've been... That's uh, it. You're, you're the last one in. Let's go. That's it. All right, everybody. So make sure that you go ahead and check out the dashradio.com for our article about Esther and the links to everything that is Esther Kiss. And don't forget, www.estherkiss.com. And we will see you here tomorrow night, same time, same bat channel, here at the Dash. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.